0: Hey there. This is Conversation Piece, a podcast where me, Dave Melillo, usually talks to myself, but occasionally other people sometimes, about things that happened in the past. Um, today is probably the most ambitious episode of the podcast. I'm going to review a mixtape I released in 2013 called Thinking of You in its entirety. And you may ask yourself, well, why are you doing this, Dave, on a Saturday afternoon? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because I just released a an album And when I say album, an actual vinyl record through a company called Enjoy the Ride Records. Uh, And it includes some of the songs that you've heard on previous episodes of this podcast that were previously unreleased, as well as all of the songs that, or at least most of the songs that you're going to hear today. So right now what you should do is press pause, go to enjoytheriderecords.com, and purchase You've Got Potential, which is the album that I just released with Enjoy the Rides. Again, that's enjoytheridesrecords.com. The album's called You've Got Potential, and you should totally purchase it. It's like $20 for 30-something songs, or like 25 songs. So it's a great value. Am I selling you on it yet? No, maybe. From a monetary perspective, it's not going to help me a lot. But from an ego perspective, it's going to help immensely. So I'll give you a second to go to enjoytheriderecords.com and make your purchase. Okay, cool. So that should have given you enough time to at least navigate to the site. Uh, So let's talk about the episode today. I kind of feel feel a certain type of way about this mixtape because for me, this was the apex of my writing, recording, and solo career. At the time, I didn't know it, but this would be one of the last releases that I would kind of string together. Uh, I recorded most of these songs in my parents' basement in New Jersey in a time when I had left Cute Is What We aim For. I was about to tour with a band called Ann Arbor. I was writing for other people, as you heard in last week's episode, And it was a very transitionary period for me. You know, I wasn't feeling great about my life, about everything that had happened. Um, My prospects weren't looking great. I was just, you know, this was kind of my, my last ditch effort to get all the songs, or the best songs that I felt I had at the time, out to the world. So... My bright idea was to make a mixtape because I had recorded some of these songs down in Florida at a studio, uh, like I said, in my, my parents' basement in New Jersey. I went to New York and I, I recorded a couple of these songs. So I I had all these these different ideas, but you know I, I could string them together to create one coherent story from back to front. And by the time that I was done with this and I had completely mixed it myself, recorded all the vocals, the instruments, tuned the vocals, mastered the album, you know, put together the artwork. I did everything by myself, front to back. So it was very much my baby. I remember driving, you know, around in my mom's Honda CRV at the time, just listening to this track and then going back in the basement, making a new mix, going back out to the car, listening. Like, I would do that every single day, which with. It felt like years I did that. I didn't have a job at the time, so this was all that I was really doing. And uh, I got really close to it. And when it wasn't the huge success that I thought it was supposed to be, uh, I took it very personally. So forgive me if I'm a little salty today, but that's just how it goes sometimes. Either way, I I think this should be really enjoyable. So without further uh, ado, here is me talking about me. Here I am, Saturday afternoon, drinking summer shandy in my very warm office studio room at my house, talking about shit that happened five years ago. It seems to be a recurring theme in my life, but let's see if we can get through it today. So, Thinking of You, this was a mixtape, or at least what I dubbed the mixtape, for all intents and purposes, it was an album that I put together because I never had an album uh, up until that point. And I took what I thought were the best 13 songs that I had. And not only the best 13 songs, but, you know, I put my personal touch on all of these songs. I did things that I always wanted to do as a musician and a recording artist on all of these tracks. Uh, and that starts with this, the first track called Role Player. It's been one of the tracks. So I put this song first because for, for a few different reasons. Number one... I felt like it sounded the most like my old stuff. So people who were going to listen to this and get back into it, my thought was, here's a great introduction. It's very similar to everything that you've already heard, but with maybe a little bit of a twist. And, uh, you know, it was a very personal song. It explained the type of person that I am and the fact that, you know, uh, that I'm like a role player, right? I I step into different characters. That happened several times on, you know, this mixtape, album, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, the character that I was really playing uh, through these 13 songs was me. And I was talking about a very specific time in my life and things that had happened. And But it was definitely, there was definitely an eye towards developing that character. And it started with this title track. So, you know, from a content perspective, that's that's where this song really was. But from a musical perspective, what was really cool was I, uh, there's some like little samples in, throughout the song, and they're from Sonic the Hedgehog. So if you guys – I'm I'm kind of weird. I'm like a – I'm kind of a geek. I was a video game geek. Now I'm a technology geek uh, and just kind of a nerd in general. And so I thought it would be super cool to, to put stuff in there that was personal to me but that people would only get – like Easter eggs, right? If you ever played like a video game, then you know like there's Easter eggs. Like you type Rosebud in in The Sims or like, you know – up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, ABAB square, or in like Mario Brothers on that second level when you can jump up on top of the rocks and go all the way to the end and go in the pipes and like defeat the game in 30 seconds or whatever it was. So it was that idea. And uh, I love Easter eggs. I love hidden things. I love searching for hidden meetings. And for me, like uh, my favorite movies and songs to listen to are where there is more than what meets the eye that you really have to be into it and listen a couple times or watch a couple times to completely understand what the artist laid out so i did that a lot on this record and it started with role player uh with the little sonic the hedgehog sounds in there and and again it's not like you know if you play it backwards the sonic the hedgehog sounds you know have a satanic message or anything but i thought it was like a it was like a cool little easter egg like you could hear that and be like and if you were smart enough and maybe went back and tried to isolate it, or at the very end of the song, it's it's very apparent where it's from, um, you know, you could hear that. And that, that's going to happen throughout the uh, the album. But, um, you know, this is one of the first places where I introduced that. So I'm going to stop talking. I have so many songs to play to you today, and I really can't talk too much, or this is going to be way too long. So this is called Role Player.
1: I got these sad eyes, so I go with this see blue skies there's only greedies on my calendar never eat nothing so i look like a starving artist only got bones to show my hair i would grow but that's just isn't who i am today it's just a role i play the person that i am changing the mold.
0: sound. I think that was like at the end of the Emerald level or something. But if you played the, the video game as much as I did, then then you knew what that was from. So yeah, a lot of Easter eggs on, on the album. And there's uh, even like more blatant ones. Like I sample a lot of songs throughout this mixtape. I sample a lot of movies um, or maybe not movies, but I, I have one in particular that I'm going to get to at the end of this. But, you know, that was my I really feel like that's my holistic expression as an artist, when you can kind of bury those things into your music and and leave them for people who are interested enough to listen multiple times and actually wonder like, oh, that might be something to look into. Well, I don't know. I was also listening to Frank Ocean uh, at, at the time when I made this, or right before it, because I think that Nostalgia Ultra probably came out a little bit before this mixtape did. Well, I know for sure it did because the only reason why I thought to make a mixtape was because I was, I listened to Nostalgia Ultra and I thought it was one of the greatest things that anyone had ever made. And throughout that mixtape, there's like interludes between songs. He definitely sampled some songs and uh, it felt like someone was in a room with you, like telling you a story or was actually, you know, like, taking you through their thoughts mixtape by mixtape and telling a story with, with music. And uh, that's something that I was really into. I hadn't heard it as uh, well articulated as I did through Nostalgia Ultra. And many people felt the same way I did because now Frank Ocean is who he is. But this was my, I guess, uh, feeble attempt at trying to emulate that. So a lot of SAT words there in the last 30 seconds. But this next song, it's called Blood. It was, you know, if there was ever going to be a single off of this, then this was going to be the track. Uh, I recorded this. Where did I record this? I think I recorded this in Arizona, actually, in a studio. And it's very high gloss. It was probably one of the only tracks that I didn't mix and master. I uh, mean, There might be a couple of them. But, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, well, this will be, you know, like the the tearing up my heart of the wreck. I'm going to release this first. Everyone's going to be super into it. You know, radio's going to pick it up and you know, everything's going to take off from there. I think it's a great song. It it uh, is still one of my mom's favorite songs. Uh yeah, I think it's great. It's catchy. It's it's really good, but uh I don't know. Why don't why don't you listen? This is called Blood.
1: and say I'm not the one but please don't try to break
0: really cool the the like, slow it down yeah. all right so i forgot to mention that like you know this was i have phases in my life i think a lot of the ep, the past episodes i i kind of talk about i had a springsteen phase i even had like a beach boys phase where i i started this band called american graffiti and just tried to make beach boy song it was i was doing a lot of weird shit at the time but you know, this was uh, this is kind of like my R and B phase, and I was completely convinced that I could take the music that I was doing and take the R and B that I was listening to. And when I say R and B, I mean like super streamlined. I was like, I was a huge fan of Trey songs and The Dream and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I was convinced. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna merge Trey songs with Dashboard Confessional and make something completely new that people love. And I think maybe Justin Bieber did it the best, but you know, I I think sometimes it translates, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it sounds like there's a trying too hard element of it. In that song especially, I think that was a really catchy song, but I don't know, there's just there's some places where it doesn't feel as honest as, you know, something like Role Player did. So, moving on, track number 3 is uh the title track of the album mixtape whatever have you it's called thinking of you i actually made this song in buffalo new york so we already have three different places role player in my parents basement blood was recorded in arizona thinking of you was recorded in buffalo i was producing a lot of records out of buffalo at the time because i was working with the guy called mike brylinski who now works for the goo goo dolls and in between those recording sessions for other bands like set it off i would do my own stuff um and this is one of the products of that. I think it's a quirky little cool song. I definitely rip off Time After Time. So if you're listening to the verse and you're like, "Oh, that sounds familiar. It's from Time After Time." But like who doesn't do that? Come on now. It's you know, what's old is new again. As long as you know, there's like some some type of difference, but uh I think it's a cool song. It's very poppy. It's I think it's a bridge between you know, where I was and uh, where I was going, or I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Just listen to the song.
2: Too much
1: time's passed since I last saw you. Questions unanswered. Just tell me, one thing, does he give you what you need?
0: I think at the time bands like Owl City were really popular. So like, again, this is all coming back to me as I listen. But yeah, like bands like Owl City were really popular. So like that was my answer to Owl City. I was like, yeah, I can do that too. Listen, boom, boom. There's a really annoying like, wee, wee, (laughs) like kind of siren in the background of the song. You know, on second thought, I probably should have taken that out. But it's all good. What's done is done. And You know, the great Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, he actually was a proponent of leaving mistakes in the recordings. And I think that's why some of the Beach Boys songs are so good is because there's imperfections. And again, they're not mistakes, actually. There's imperfections in a day and age where everything is so high gloss, auto-tuned, gritted. It is a relief to hear stuff that's less than perfect. And a lot of my stuff is less than perfect. So that's Thinking of You. I think after those three songs, you really start to actually get into the meat of the album, which is also something I kind of did by design. My favorite my favorite albums had kind of movements to them. Uh, this might not make sense to you, but, you know, like a, an orchestral piece, if you will, has movements like, you know, there's a definitive end, a middle a beginning, a rise, a fall, you know, some types of, of revolution. I, the, the album that I could think that comes to mind is uh, the Third Eye Blind self-titled album. You know, it starts off kind of hard and fast and punky, and then it ends with some like of these slow songs like Motorcycle, Drive-By, Background, um, and Send Me All Your Vampire song. I, I forget, but but yeah, I, I tried to aim to do the the same thing. And uh, after thinking of you, you know, those three songs I felt were a really good introduction. You know, it's like kind of the guy like, welcome to the story. And now after song three is where you get into the meat and some of the songs, uh, and this is all stuff that I, I really did myself. And I think from four, five, six, and seven, you know, are, are some of the most honest songs on this album. This is like, definitely a a higher point. So we're moving into like my favorite part of the album. What I really, you know, wanted to tell the story through these songs as a conduit cut me loose is next. And you know, I might not be going into the content as much as you guys want. And I, it's just I don't feel like whining. Like everyone's been through bad relationships. Uh, obviously, like if you're listening to these songs, there's there's a lot of strife. It's like it's not like oh we're holding hands and we're happy and everything's great. So you know there was some shit going on in my life. Um, and you can relate to it or you cannot. I I'm so far away from it now that it doesn't mean as much to me as it did when I wrote it. So to me, what means more is the story behind the songs and. The things that I was thinking when I was putting it together. Uh, and Cut Me Loose is definitely that way. At the beginning, there's this intro. And to this day, I have no idea how I made this intro. It's awesome. It was like some type of reverse effect. or uh, I don't even know. But this is this is definitely stylistically a very Dave Melillo production. And I'm not talking about just the way that the song was written. Because it, it's a super simple song. But the production in it is really great. There's like some rhythmic elements that are very uh they're just very me. It's it's just I can't really this isn't a ripoff. Like some of the other songs, like I talked about Owl City, you know, I talked about, you know, Trey Songs. I was trying to do the RP thing. This is me. Cut me loose. And maybe that's why I like this part of the album so much, because all these songs are very much me songs. Um or the sound that I was trying to to develop, you know, across my career. So Uh, this song is called Cut Me Loose and I hope you like it.
1: of the life I could have had. Couldn't even come up with an interjection. Never thought that this would hurt so bad. You better, you better, you better have a good excuse, you better Cut me loose You never let me down Then you dropped me like a memory Just didn't wanna have a So explain to me what I cannot see Cause now I'm sitting here with a bad reflection Thinking of the love we should've had Sleeping with a monster just to feel affection Never thought that this would go so bad Or put my head on straight Fell in love with everything you do So why'd you choose to cut me loose Since you left, I just haven't been the same There's holes inside my brain Where our future had been framed Days go by, but I don't think of nothing else I walk around this life, feeling sorry for myself And every drug I take, it just makes my stomach ache But I hope that I owe you come running back to me So damn much But I love you just the same Clearly I'm insane Me
0: loose. Yeah, that bridge in that song is definitely one of the the best things that I've ever written. Uh, so, yeah, go back and listen to it again because it's really awesome. But yeah, that, that is "Cut Me Loose," and the next song is very significant because uh, it's off of an it's a cover and it's off of an album that was really one of the first albums that got me into music and got me thinking, dude, I want to do this. Uh, Green Day released "Dookie." And I'll tell you in a second. and I think it's 1994 if I had to guess. Green Day, Dookie, blah, blah, blah. When was it released? Yeah, February 1st, 1994 was the release date. And I, I would say it's Green Day's kind of um, consummate album. It was definitely the one where they popped. Uh, it had songs like Longview on it. What else was on it? Uh, Chump, obviously, was on it, which is the song I'm about to cover. Basket Case, I think, was one of their, you know... Better song, Or when I say better, I mean their most popular songs. Welcome to Paradise, I know, is really good. I cover that song all the time. She is really good. She, 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 she's in silence. Uh, When I Come Around, obviously, like the Green Day song. But anyway, so Dookie came out. I think my aunt or my uncle got me a copy of it, which promptly was taken away by my mom uh, after she heard the, the lyrics I was singing. But either way, like we would me and my friend Carmine would, you know, bring the, the album on the bus and our Walkman and we'd play it and we'd sing it. And we were so punk rock cause we were like in fourth grade or something like that. But Dookie was a very important record to me. And, uh, I just, chump is, I think is a great song. It's short, which I, I admire short songs. Uh, when people can concisely get across their, their thoughts in a song, it's, It's really interesting to me. I'm not like a big Led Zeppelin, you know, 12-minute song kind of fan, kind of guy, I guess. So, uh, you know, this is a really short song. The lyrics are really great. It very much spoke to how I was feeling at the time. So it felt like it fit in perfectly with this mixtape, album, story, whatever I'm telling. So uh, this next song is not mine. It was written by Green Day, and it's called Chump.
1: na 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 yeah na by mind circumstance that does it
0: So I, so when I was developing first as an artist, there was a starting line album that came out that was called Make Yourself at Home, and I definitely took a lot of cues from that album, and it left in a definite impression on me, you know, moving forward when I was writing or recording, and you could definitely hear that in Chump. It's like if the starting line covered Chump on Make Yourself at Home, it would sound just like that, so... Yeah, that's just another little Easter egg for you guys. All right, where are we? We are at, oh shit, we're only at track number five. All right, we're almost halfway there. Know it all. So know it all is next, and this is another me song. So cut me loose and know it all. are Very much from the same cloth. Both songs that I did in New Jersey in my parents' basement at a weird time in my life. And uh, uh, but it's really good. Uh, I think I hope that this version has Stocks the rapper on it. Uh, he was. A very up and coming rapper at the time. I think he's much more well known now. I don't think it's like, you know, uh, Chance the Rapper or anything like that. But I definitely see that he's still at it and he's he's doing God's work. So so bless him. But you know, Know It All was really cool uh, because there's like a beat to the song if I remember it correctly, and uh, it was again that that combination of kind of the R and B hip-hop stuff that I was listening to and my acoustic music that I felt could be molded. And, you know, where Blood was kind of like a good version of that, but a little bit like heartless, I felt like this was a much more honest version of it. And uh, I think this has some of the better lyrics that I've ever uh, sang in a song. I sang in a song, Jesus. I kind of admitted during the last podcast that lyrics are not my thing. Exactly. You know, I am I tend to focus on melody, composition, the macro view of a song. I love producing. I love, you know, how things sound, you know, the little wrinkles that we can add. Lyrics were kind of like, hey, as long as you don't speak gibberish and people can understand what you're saying, we're good. But in this song, I feel like, you know, sometimes that wasn't always the case. And this is an exception. So this song is called Know It All.
1: I'm so smart, so I stole your heart. Isn't enough so I let you slip away 24 months and a little spare change find came to You took what I said, made notes in your head, so you could plan your own deception 24 months and a little spell changed, finally came down, but everything changed, was it changing my luck, or a change in the love, where did I mess up, or is it just us, used to be my dream girl, now I'm living in this dream world, I'm sleeping on the cloud, our hearts assuring that my heart is part of this love story that we scrap with definition, this our current chapter, but the rest is still unwritten, so please listen. I used to know you love in the morning, makeup off with my t-shirt on, yeah.
0: song also has like like tinges of incubus which again if you've been listening to the podcast I'm a huge incubus fan so that always made its way into the songs and, and that just backs up the fact that this was kind of my final exam you know I, I took every single resource that I had from anything that I listened to any experience I actually had as a professional musician and recording artist and it all came together on this album that's why I believed I was like there's no way that this can fail if people just even listen to this then it's going to be successful and to this day like like here know-it-all like what is it I'm looking on on YouTube it has like 278 views so I don't think that anyone really listened to it but it's all good Um, maybe this is gonna turn it all around Uh, either way this next song i know that i've said this a couple times but i was telling you this is my favorite maybe not my favorite favorite but this is one of the stronger parts of the mixtape uh this next song called give me something is is awesome uh, i don't this is there's a lot of times in my life as a songwriter where i'm not sure where things came from on all accounts i'm not sure where this came from you know from a writing perspective it's super simple but Like I stated earlier, when you can concisely get your point across, I think it's more powerful than having a long, drawn-out sentence, song, et cetera, et cetera. And this, this was a prime example of being able to just state your case quickly and get out of the way, not only from a musical perspective, from a lyrical perspective. I think it's great. I also think the song has an awesome bridge, which I usually, again, write off. I was not a big bridge guy, but this song, uh, Cut Me Loose, they have great bridges. like It just goes to a completely different place, and you get a different part of the story, which is really great. And also, when it comes to production value, I think that if I had to por- put a portfolio together and be like, hey, these are the best songs that I've ever recorded, Give Me Something w- would be on there, just uh, from like a creative perspective like I, there's like these breath marks in there and I don't know it, it's really great I listen to the song and like I, I I really like it I think I have said that a lot on this podcast but I'm not lying all right just uh listen
1: the way that you're breathing it's like you've been running from something you're scared of but you're scared of nothing I guess when you said that you must have been bluffing Cause when I look in your eyes. It's like you're terrified. Oh, 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 oh. Malcolm, cause I'm caught in the middle, you're making excuses, so I wonder
0: so uh, yeah that was the bridge that i thought was in there and uh you know there's a little bit of dashboard confession on that song there's a beat to it you know there's everything that i would want in a song in that song so i was really happy with the way that that came out okay so lyrics wise maybe i'm a little bit cheesy that has the malcolm in the middle (laughs) line where looking back maybe not maybe not the most sophisticated line to have in a song but at the time i thought it was really smart uh either way you know extremely proud of how that song came out. It's just honest, you know? Again, even if people, you know, I'm sure that like Rick Rubin would listen to it and be like, oh, it's not balanced, it doesn't sound right, but it's honest, man. I mean, that was, you know, that was just exactly how I heard that song in my head. And I think musicians, anyone who's creative can kind of connect with that statement. You, You start with a, you know, idea in your head and once it gets down on the canvas or if you're a writer on the page, if you're a writer, you know, on tape or whatever you want to call it, there's always kind of a loss of fidelity from the <laughs> machine that is you and, you know, what you're recording it to or or how you're kind of presenting it to the world and capturing it. But, you know, very few times in your life it just comes out exactly how it's supposed to or it's a stream of consciousness and so it's so easy to put the thought down that there's less of a loss of fidelity from point A to point B, and you know that song was de- was definitely one of them. Uh, so yeah, after after this, after give me something. There's kind of you know, and what I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna play like four songs that I that I think suck. Okay, these songs don't suck, but this is definitely I think a valley in the mixtape, and, and hopefully you disagree with me. Uh, it starts with a song called Better Man that. A, it's the name of a Pearl Jam song. So I'm sure that anyone who's who saw it was like, eh, this is a Pearl Jam song. Point taken. B, uh, f I, I don't know. I I'm not in love with the song. And so so there you go. I'm I'm being unbiased. There's definitely songs that I've written and released that I, I don't like. Again, I don't I don't think it sucks. I this is just not something that personally I would listen to. But at the time, you know what I was thinking is that, you know, this is a very this is a song that I could see someone else listening to, like a girl. And so commercially, I was trying to put in something there that people could kind of latch on to. It's very much an acoustic song. So, you know, I thought it kind of spoke to what I used to do. I don't really know. I recorded this song in Orlando. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It has a, a very distinct vibe. So I'll, again, I'll, like usual, I'll let you judge. But this called, uh, this called a song. This song is called Better Man.
1: It's a slow night I'm sitting here and thinking You should be by my side And I'm trying to figure out Just why your love is with him tonight See, I don't know where you go I'll be sitting pretty on the side of your cell phone Don't let go, don't give up I believe, I believe in us No, I wouldn't like your cigarette But oh, can't you hear me singing you to sleep You could be loved, yeah, you could be free, yeah You could be everything I need Say it again Better man, better man, yeah Better man, you should know me Better man, I'll be yours tonight Second verse You've tried the same feathers let flock together singing harmony nah 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 i don't know where you go i'll be sitting pretty on the side of your cell phone don't let go don't give up i believe i believe
2: in us
1: no
0: That's that song? I don't have much more to say about it. The next song... No, he's still saying shit. Okay. The next song is something that, again, especially if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard before, it's called Same Sad Song. And the reason why it's showing up again is because I thought it was an awesome song. I think I played the demo before that was full band on a previous episode. This is an acoustic version that I redid just for this mixtape. So if you could take anything from it, you know, maybe you could kind of A, B... The, the different uh, the different versions, yeah, that's the word, of the song. And and a lot of bands do this. Like, uh, I think I mentioned last time that that Hey There Delilah band re- released Hey There Delilah on multiple albums because they're just like, this is a good song. No one cared about it before, but they might later. And that's the same idea that I had with Same Sad Song. And it was originally written in my Bruce Springsteen era, so... You know, it, it had that vibe to it, but it, I think that's really stripped out uh, in in this version. And, you know, now when I play it, it's back again. So, you know, it just proves that a song is an evolving vessel for emotion <laughs> and artistic expression. All right, the same sad song. All my
1: small town dreams were ripped at the seams. They could barely remember my name. The same small town keeps pulling me down But it's giving me something to blame The streets in this town are adhesive You can get stuck to nothing at all And the heights in this town are elusive High expectations mean much higher falls. It seems I'm gonna die In the same bed that in every night to get much further because I just can't be bothered to run and the folks in this town are so wealthy they pay the people to nurture their young and the kids in this town are so well brown cause they know how to handle the sun it seems I'm gonna That I buy in every night On and on I hear the same sad song Seems to me that each refrain Just repeats itself again On and on every night I hear the same sad song And I'm feeling the pressure The weight of the world that I'm under yeah, it's true I got time on my side But I ain't getting younger I've been running for hours I've covered a million paces But my legs must be shot I still see the same old faces
0: Yeah, and another reason why I always kind of went back to that song is because not being an amazingly strong lyricist, I always felt like that was one of my better songs lyrically. So that's that. All right, we're almost out of the woods here and getting to songs that I like again. All To You, which is this next song, and it's the word all and the the number two and you. Uh, I think this probably is not where it belongs on the album, but it's a nice... Breath of fresh air. Uh, it's very much like so. This was another New Jersey song, and maybe that's kind of how I see these songs. So like, role player, cut me loose, know it all, give me something, um, all to you. These were all original songs that I wrote in a very specific period of time. Recorded them by myself. No one else heard them, um, beside me. And even to this day, like I, I just mentioned, like know it all has three hundred views on YouTube. So, you know. It's not like many other people heard them either, uh, for better or for worse. But, you know, this song, I just feel attached to it. And maybe, again, it's just because I'm super close to it. But either way, you know, I, I I think it's like a really shallow song in a lot of ways, but... I think you have to kind of be able to appreciate production value and like vibes of songs to really get this. So this is going to be one of those songs that you either really like or really hate. Uh, I I lean more towards the really like, but you know, that's just me. So the song's called All To You. I could be
1: everything, anything you need. i lock myself away, you have the only key. Just tell me, girl, what you need from me. To make you change your mind I I wanna give it all If we're only friends, then why are you calling me up at 3 a.m.? I'm like, here we go with this again, always changing up your mind. And I, I want to give it all to you, but I want yours too.
0: The end of that song is why I like that. I I still like. I got kind of like a weird feeling when I listened to it. I love the end to that song, the guitar and like the the vocals, and it's really cool how it breaks down with the beat in the middle there. So you know, I I confirm good song from my perspective. <laughs> At least that's what I think. And you know, I, I think all these songs that I recorded by myself, I really stretched the production of it. I spent a lot of time on each piece. So you can hear that it's very thought out in, in, in the fact that like, I don't know, there's just different pieces to it. And some of these songs are just like kind of one level the whole time. The songs that I recorded in New Jersey by myself, I, I think I did so over like a three to six month period. And like I said, I was focusing just on that. I was, I would do like P90X workouts in my, parents' basement. And then, which was like a rental house at the time, because they had just moved from Florida back to New Jersey. And I followed them for some reason. And I was doing like P90X workouts in the basement. And then I'd run over to the little desk that I set up for myself. There's actually a picture on Instagram of the rig that I recorded this on. It's like at the very beginning of my feed. It's like one of the first pictures I ever took on Instagram is like, you know, my laptop, a microphone, and like some really cool light that I found in the basement, and it was all set up down there. And yeah, like I said, P90X, record, P90X, record, take the mix, go to the car, drive around the New Jersey Shore, come back, make changes, do it again, rinse, lather, repeat. And uh, you can imagine, like, you get really close to that type of stuff when you're, you're really digging in. And uh, I, th- I think it came out. You know, I always, those songs especially, I always think of them as, like, scrapbooks. Because I don't know if they, I they probably don't sound as good as I hear them. Because again, I'm I'm extremely biased, but they're very. uh, The word I keep using is honest, and uh, for me, I always that was always more heavily weighted in music than anything else. Honesty, and not honesty like they're telling the truth in the song. I'm just saying that it is a very honest representation of, you know what it was meant to be or the vibe or like kind of the, the place that it's coming from. And I know I sound like a fucking hippie right now, but it's very honest, bro. It totally is. All right. This is uh this is a song that I don't care for that much. It's called future focused. I, what's that song uh, by Drake and the dream. What's it called? I think it's called shut it down. And I I remember listening to this song called Shut It. Actually, here let, let me go off on a, a tiny tangent. So, the girl that most of these songs are about, she made this song Shut It Down known to me, and you know a lot of a lot about the, is a, is about you know that that relationship. But this is a perfect, like, kind of uh, metaphor for how it went. Like, so she brought this to, she was like, this is a great song. I love this song. And she was never really into my music. So what I did over this time is, like, I changed a lot of what I listened to in the way that I wrote to kind of try to be on that level. Um, And so I listened to that song called Shut It Down, and I basically wrote this song and recorded it. I did this in Arizona, which is where she lived at the time, maybe still does, I don't know or care, but... Yeah. uh, You know, looking back on it, it's a really trite kind of uh, attempt at covering a song. And I I guess I can understand why it didn't work out. (laughs) It's called Future Focus.
1: This doesn't sound like the love song that you wanted. My closet's full of skeletons, your house is feeling haunted. But that ghost inside your shell is about the only thing I wanted. If you ask me if I'm ready, I'll just tell you that I want it. When I wake up in the morning and you're singing in the shower, I'm calling late for work so I can waste a couple hours. Anna Jones, explore and see what i discover. Ask if I'll be late and I'll just say I got it covered I lie sometimes, but you lie too The way you're lying makes my dreams come true I'll fix the heart I broke last night Always never felt so right Doesn't sound like a compliment to you But I wake up in your bed even when I say we're through When my friends decide to question any path that I pursue I just tell them that they wouldn't if they saw you in my shoes With nothing on, on yourself, I feel like I'm someone else Perfect sight, I can't see anybody next to me Unless that body looks just like the body that you use I cannot get confused You're the one that I would choose Looking at our love It makes me mad I count all of our days I found myself singing It's the little things you do for me that always matter most When you know I'm far away but you still say you need me close Why not make it easier? She needs me, I need her I could try again but really This is what I prefer I looked at the past All I saw there was a blur Now I'm future focused Just thinking about the thought of her
0: Yeah, I mean you know it is what it is everything has its role in the universe and that song probably does too but what I will say is that we're at the best two songs so you know how they say save the best for last these last two songs I've hope I hope that you really have stuck with me through this um because these last two songs are I think I mentioned before that one of these songs what was it called give me something was like a I would put it on a portfolio of songs that I mixed or produced to kind of like showcase you know, some of the best work that I've ever done, for better or for worse, right? You agree with it, you don't, I don't give a fuck. But these last two songs are just, especially this one that you're about to hear. So I really have to talk about it because I have... The work that went in to putting this song together is... Like, I, I, can't, I can't talk about it enough. So let's talk about the song. The song is called, uh, the way that I put it, I wonder if we can just be friends. It's a cover of Trey Song's song, uh, Can't Be Friends. I think that's what it is, right? Uh, Trey Song's, I'll look it up. Can't Be Friends. Um yeah, okay. So he has a song called that. It was released in 2010 on Passion Pain and Pleasure, which was probably one of his less good albums. I think it was the one right after um Ready, which was his big album. And of course, all you Trey Songs fans that are listening to the podcast know exactly what I'm talking about. But basically it was his second record. I think it was the single off of it and I didn't necessarily like the song, but I loved the sample that was in the song. So this song would be on the radio and listen to it, be like, damn, this is just an okay song, but that sample is amazing. And like, I knew it wasn't his, but so so sooner or later, I was like, I got to know where this is from. So I searched, can't be just friends. What is the sample in the background? Find out, and I don't want to butcher his name, it's by a Japanese... Yeah, Ryuichi Sakamoto. I think I'm saying it right. And Ryuichi Sakamoto is like I, I believe he's uh, like the equivalent of like the the Elton John. You know, he began his career while at university in the 1970s as a session musician, producer, and arranger. Um, but this uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto Trey songs. This is one of his famous songs. So the song that Trey songs took to make can't be just friends is a Ryuichi Sakamoto song. Called Bibo No. Azora. That's that's what we're gonna leave it at. I'm again. You can look all this up. I'm not making this up. <laughs> but uh, and so when that clicked to me, I was like, shit, man, that's great because more background. So another flashback. I was so into Japanese style music when I was recording my first EP uh, with James Wisner back all the way back in like 2005 or six, whenever that was. I was into this compilation album called Pacific Moon and it was just traditional Japanese songs that were recorded by, you know, new Japanese artists. And it was amazing. And there's just something about the, like the, the scales that Japanese music operates in. It's beautiful. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. Right. So, um, you know, I remember when I was recording, Uh, you know, that EP, I I was trying to implement some of those elements of the Japanese music that I was hearing. And in Samsung, there's like a little riff at the beginning of it. And uh, it's actually inspired by that. So like throughout my life, I've always been inspired by Japanese music. Like if you remember, uh, Incubus has an album called Morning View, and there's a song called Aqueous Transmissions on it. And it has that, um, I believe it is the Kyoto and like a a flute a a traditional Japanese flute I forget the name of it but anyway that that was one of my favorite songs and you know it's such like a a kind of basic white person thing to do to appropriate Japanese culture like how many people do you see walking around on the streets with like you know Japanese fish and stuff on them like okay I get it it's kind of played out but to me when I realized like Trey songs, this artist that I was really into at the time, at, you know, 2010, he released this song, and I loved the sample, and the sample was from this Japanese composer who's like the Japanese Elton John, and I've always loved Japanese music, so this song is for me, and I wanted to cover it. To make things even better, I was like, okay, I gotta find the sample of this, and as I'm searching on YouTube, I find a live version of Bebo no Azora, whatever, however you, the original song that Ryuichi Sakamoto wrote and recorded. So, you know, I'm stoked. I find this live version, it's kind of drawn out a little bit more, but so you have to understand when you're, when you're building a a song this way. So now I have a free form version of the song. I can't put it to a grid, right? So I had to listen to this live version of this guy playing the song, take, you know, Trey Song's version and, and just like manipulate, it was really difficult, man. I had to know the inflections where he played it, how it matched with the song. And it was, it was such a labor of love to to produce this, but that's maybe why I'm so close to it and why I love it so much. Um, not only that, but in the middle of it, like, so at one point, he breaks from the actual, you know, the riff that was used in the in the song, the Trey Song song. And he goes into like this kind of overture. And I found a uh, a piece from The Wonder Years, which I sampled. And this is something that I do in the second mixtape, which I'll probably go over next week. But either way, uh, you know, I took a piece from The Wonder Years and I put it right in, in the middle. And it's super like sentimental, nostalgic. And yeah, the song got me a lot and uh but yeah I, from a vocal perspective from singing from like a labor of love and putting this together i i think i talked about the scrapbook idea before and and this was like a total scrapbook song like this is just it was kind of frankenstein together but the end result is something that's so true and so honest i don't think that i've been recorded vocally ever before sounding as raw but like true. And like, you could totally, I feel like you totally hear the emotion on my voice in this song. And, and that's why I really like it. But all right, this song I, I called my version, I wonder if we can be just friends. And if you're wondering, the answer to that question is no. The-
2: You were wearing that. Little yellow raincoat. And that stupid yellow rain hat. You were soaking wet. Wayne told me my folks got me a horse. When I ran outside, he locked the door. You came to my house to try up.
0: Yep. Applause. I still very much like that song. Uh, All right, we've made it. Holy crap. It's an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast. I don't think that this is the longest one, but it's definitely close. So thanks for sticking with me if you're still here. This last song is another tribute. So it's called Last Love Song, uh, but for all intents and purposes, it's a cover of... A song called Mr. Yeah, I th- right? Say uh, no. Yeah, I'll look it up. Um, it, by the dream. Um, if I dance like Chris Tellem. So put it down. Okay, so there's a song called Put It Down by The Dream on this album called Love Versus Money. So that's what you really that's what's really important. Love Versus Money was an album by The Dream that I thought was really amazing. Whether it was really amazing or not, I think is is up for debate, but it it played a a big role in my direction as a musician that I went from when it was released in 2009 until the subsequent years after that and in the relationship that I was in that most of this mixtape talks about. So I thought it was really appropriate to end the mixtape with this song. And, and it's kind of a mashup. It's uh it's a little bit of the song called Put It Down. Um it's my own composition. At the end there's a song called Mr. Yeah that I sample. There's a Trey Song song that I so like it's not going to make a lot of sense to you unless you were into in the relationship, but you know, it's definitely very personal. Um, and it kind kinda of adds an end cap to the end of the mixtape with the lyrical content. I think that a lot of the rest of the mixtape talks lyrically about, you know, going through shit and like kind of dealing with it and with it actually happening. And this is when it's past tense and like you can feel some movement forward in a good or whether it's good or bad, you know, is kind of unwritten but you can tell that this is an aftermath song this is kind of like okay all this shit happened whereas you know earlier on it's like it's still happening you know there things could go one way or another this song is like shit went down right and this is this is my feelings about it and it's a little i think it's a little meaner than i am as a person but at the time like i said i felt some type of way and uh, I needed to get it across. And every good musician takes what they're going through and they and they put it in their art. So this song is called Last Love Song. Again, a, a huge labor of love, taking all these different samples together, fading them in and out to make something that's legible. Uh, but, you know, that's why I felt that it was a really appropriate last track. And from a vocal per- performance perspective, again, I think uh, I'd put this in the portfolio for what it's worth. So enjoy it. Oh!
1: you always be you always hey. Always hey. 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 It do matter
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alright, that was fun I, If you can tell Love a lot of those songs So, thanks for sharing that with me The reason why we're doing this all is because I have an album for sale Right now At Enjoy The Ride Records It's called You've Got Potential It comes with a digital download that includes Most of those songs, plus all of the songs That are on the record, which are a bunch Of unreleased stuff from the early 2000s, so it's a lot of content for a small price of $20 plus some shipping or something like that, so do me a favor, go pick it up, enjoytheriderecords.com, you'll make a young boy's day, We're man, whatever I am now. This is Conversation Peace. You can hear it directly at anchor.fm slash conversation dash We are on the iTunes app, Spotify, Google Play Music, we are everywhere. That you listen to podcasts, or where you possibly could listen to podcasts. So tell your mom, your dad, your wife, your kids to check it out. Maybe not the kids. There's some explicit language. What's up next? Well, funny you should ask. I had so much fun doing that. Is I released a second mixtape called Eskimo Kisses. I'll probably do the same thing. Uh, I will have new music sooner, like brand new music. And so the idea is to debut that here, but that's in the future. Till next time, I missed a drop. My name's Dave. Just uh, enjoy your life. Bye.